What is up? Welcome to Payrollin'. I am Matt Vady, your host, and today did something a little bit different, did a solo episode talking about LinkedIn. Talked about a ton of different things related to LinkedIn and what you can do to grow your audience, make an impact, really get the most out of the platform. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. Let me know what you think about the solo episode format. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Drop me a chat. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What would you like to hear differently? What are some topics you'd like to hear me cover in the future? Been so pumped about the feedback I've been getting from all of you. Keep the messages coming. We appreciate it a ton. And it definitely motivates me to keep cranking out new episodes. So without further ado, let's launch into the content. Welcome to Payrollin', the show where you will learn how to operate and grow your payroll business from the most dynamic minds in the business. If your company offers payroll services, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Matt Vady. Let's go. Are you tired of dealing with payroll? Would you just like to finally get out of this industry and start focusing on what you actually do best, whether you're a CPA, healthcare broker, whatever your core discipline is, you started offering payroll services because you thought it would be a great value add. And then you quickly realized, well, this is consuming way more time for not enough money than I originally thought. Did you know that we are actively acquiring payroll books of business? We would love to work with you to identify if we can help you to partner with the right group that makes sense for an exit for you, but creates consistency in how you continue to treat your clients. If you're interested in learning more about Guru's acquisition services, simply go to guru.co forward slash acquisitions. That's G-U-H-R-O-O dot C-O forward slash acquisitions. So let's talk about LinkedIn. So why do we want to talk about LinkedIn? Well, this will be one of the rare episodes that I come packing notes and I've got some notes on LinkedIn. I started putting together this LinkedIn guide for payroll bureau owners last year still sitting in a Google Doc that I have not completed it because it just turned out to be a beast. So I figured if I could go ahead and just put this podcast out and if people are interested, just let me know. I will finish this guide up and fire it off to you so you can get these emails and content that I was delivering in written form a while ago. But why should you be active on LinkedIn? I think one of the reasons why we are all spending so much time on LinkedIn these days is because there are so many decision makers on LinkedIn. There's over 8 million CEOs on LinkedIn. If you search today and over 1 million of those posted on some posted something on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. So there's over 1 million active CEOs on LinkedIn right now active, sharing content, consuming content. And there's a bunch of, as you keep trickling down, I've got data and metrics around you know 10 million vice presidents, 37 million directors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lot of folks, once they're on it, like every other social network, even if they're not posting all the time, they're scrolling pretty consistently. So our target audience is there. And, and what's the number one key to marketing? It's being where your audience is. And so as payroll bureau owners, we are marketing to small business owners 
this is the preferred social platform for small business owners. So that's what makes this such a critical social platform for us to market on. And now it's like everything else. You want to be careful how much time and energy you put into it. And you also want to make sure, I'm going to put this disclaimer up on the front side. You want to try to be steering people back to your owned media. So your owned media are things like your website and your email list. Because at the end of the day, LinkedIn makes algorithm changes every couple months and they are never, well, I don't want to say never, but going forward, it's unlikely that these changes are going to positively impact organic reach. And so I'll share some of my data on the front side here, just because you may be much better at LinkedIn than I am. And if you are, you may want to drop out of this conversation. If you're not, you may want to hang in. Uh, I subscribe to an app called Shield Analytics that helps me to determine how much reach we're getting with the time and energy we're putting into LinkedIn. I try to post every single day on LinkedIn, uh, just once a day. And my rule of thumb, and you're going to hear me say this 600 times throughout this podcast episode, is just to make sure I'm posting something of value. I don't want people, I don't want to post memes and GIFs and stuff that's just silly and ridiculous, maybe once in a great while, but I'm, I'm really trying to post things of value or things that are going to shine a proper light on our employer brand as an organization. So let's look at this. So year to date, it's August 22nd, 2021. I've got 161,000 views on my post so far year to date. That's up about 50,000 views from last year. Then everything else, shares, comments, likes, all that stuff, attracts it in here. Um, and it's up at least 50% over last year. Engagement rates have increased drastically. And there's a really good reason for that, which I'll get into here in just a moment. But so if you're saying to yourself, well, I already get way more reach than that. I, I don't know. I've got four or 5,000 connections on LinkedIn. So it's not a tremendous audience, but it's enough. So this might be time for you to say, well, nothing here for me to learn. But if you're you're at a place where this is going to be helpful to you, then please hang on. I got some great stuff of, of how I kind of built up a lot of that. Like I said, it's increased 50 to 100% over the last 12 months, which is a pretty great uptick for anything marketing related. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going to talk about your niche, what you're going to speak about on LinkedIn, who should you be talking with, who should you be talking to, and how do you optimize your profile? How do you grow your community or your tribe? Why and how you want to engage with other people's content, and then how to create engaging content. And these are the key elements of a LinkedIn strategy and really any marketing strategy, because what we're doing here is we're just applying proven recipes from platform to platform, um, whether that's TikTok or LinkedIn or um, or Instagram for that matter. So this is my preferred social network. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very active. So this is a great one for me. And so I, I love diving into this. I love sharing a little bit about how, how we approach it. But you know, the first thing I think you want to consider is kind of what is your niche? And this is really challenging for me. Uh, I own a couple different businesses. I have one business that speaks directly to folks like yourself, payroll and HR service provider owners. I have a business that speaks directly to small businesses and provides payroll and HR services. We also have a marketing agency. I also am the board chair and founder of a nonprofit. So I have a little bit of brand confusion of who I'm going to talk to when I get on LinkedIn sometimes and what my messaging is going to be. So it's really hard for me some days to stay focused 
on what is my domain of expertise and what are people expecting to hear from me when they log on and you know click through my profile. So for me, I have to ask myself that question. What do I want to be the go-to guy for? What do I want to know inside and out? Where can I provide the most value to a specific group of people? And you know, like I said, if it was up to me, I'd post about sales, marketing, HR, entrepreneurship, sports, tacos, everything under the sun. But at the end of the day, if I'm inconsistent with my audience, then they're not going to engage as much because they're not going to really know what to expect. But conversely, I do like to post about a broad group of things because I do have a broad audience. So uh, I like to just try to make sure that I'm speaking directly to one or two people. I can see the people in my mind that I'm writing the post to before I write it. And that I also, once again, it's going to provide some level of value to them, some level of expertise, something that they are not going to get uh, for, from me anywhere else. And I think I had a really fun conversation with one of my best friends last week, and we were talking about content and content creation. And he, he kind of had the same concern that a lot of folks have. And that's like, if I give away all of my best intel, then will people still need to pick up the phone and call me? And the answer is yes. I mean, absolutely. So you could get the recipes from your favorite restaurant, but at the end of the day, you're just never going to cook it the same way your favorite restaurant does. And so you're still going to go out to eat there. You're still going to go there for the experience. And there's a lot more to it than just all the different, you know, and also when you look at the type of content we're providing, like we're just providing ingredients from the recipe, whereas we have the whole recipe and we're just providing like one ingredient at a time when we provide these little nuggets of value and information. And that's why even when you go to our website, we try to give away as many um, templates and different pieces of information as humanly possible. I, I've just found the more we give, 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 the more that comes back to us. And that's just our mindset is to give away as much as humanly possible. So easy way to create content. We're going to go there in a little while. And this is something what kind of spurred this episode is people ask me about LinkedIn all the time. Pretty active on LinkedIn. There are folks that are not as active as me or trying to get more active and they, they want advice, they want guidance. And so this is one of those episodes where, hey, people consistently ask me about this. So let's talk about it for a little bit. So let's talk about what you can do as a payroll and HR service business owner. So I think for me, you know, if I'm you, I'll start a document right now, write down notes on all the different things that you can reference each day when you're posting. So whether that's talent management, tax compliance, HR compliance, um, you know, recruiting, hiring, all the, I mean, if, if you go into HR alone, I mean, that valley is so deep and so wide where you can continue to pick different things and even different subtopics in there. You know, for me, when I wrote my list, here's the topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about hiring, performance management, culture, leadership, business growth, HR compliance. So that's a long list of stuff, but it also helps me when I am ever, if I'm ever having any brain farts or I don't know what I want to write about that day, it's very easy for me to look at that list and go, oh, cool. Somebody just asked me a question last week about performance management and rolling out a new performance management system, I can take the answer I gave them and write it down, or I can record a video or what have you. I've even seen folks, and, and this is like next level stuff, where they'll be having client conversations and they'll put up a separate camera off to the side and actually record themselves while they're having the client conversation so that you can't hear or see the client. And then they'll take that video and repurpose it and put it out on their social network. So 
the, the ultimate underlying theme here is make sure that you're repurposing your content. So when a client calls and asks you a question, then reuse that answer on your social posts, on your blog, everywhere else. But anyways, I'm going to try to stick on LinkedIn. Sorry. I can even get off on these wide ranging rabbit trails all on my own without a guest here today. So, all right, let's get back into LinkedIn. So you've got to, first of all, you want to stick to some consistency. Hey, I'm going to commit to posting once a day or every weekday for the next 30 days. Next up, you want to say to yourself, what am I going to talk about? What do people care about? What do they actually ask me about? Where do I have domain expertise? So obviously there's this correlation between the fact that you own a payroll or you're a leader in the payroll and HR outsourcing company talking about you know sports all day, every day on LinkedIn, while it might bring some people closer to you, it's probably not your target audience, right? So you want to make sure you're, you're sharing valuable intel related to things that people are going to then look at you and go, oh, that's the HR expert in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm going to reach out to him because I know he knows his stuff. I see him all the time sharing really valuable content on LinkedIn. And this happens to me pretty consistently, whether or not people directly reach out and say, hey, I saw your post on LinkedIn and now I'm calling you. We will always have people reference our content during the sales process. Oh yeah, I checked out that video that you put up the other day. I love that. Keep them coming. Um, and you know, once again, I don't know how many of them are actually watching the videos or what, but they're definitely seeing those brand impressions. And the one thing that y'all will note, so connect with me if you haven't already on LinkedIn, but if you start engaging with somebody's content, then they're going to surface up to the top of your feed every time you log in. So the first things that I see at the top of my feed every day are the people's content that I've engaged with. And so make sure that you are engaging with other people's content that you want to see and vice versa. People will start to engage with your content and they'll start to see it at the top of their feed every day. So let's talk a little bit more about that brainstorm. So I'm going to commit to posting regularly. I'm going to speak to these specific keywords and topics. I'm going to double down on my niche, right? So if your niche is just payroll, great. Double down on payroll. Um, you want to also start to realize like who's your target audience. So is your target audience small business owners? Is your target audience CPAs that can help to refer you to small business owners? Is your target audience you know, startups uh, and, and you want to help provide them with some guidance on how to grow their business? So you know, what, what do you have relative to yourself that that target audience can gravitate towards? And then you can start to speak directly to them. So on LinkedIn, you know, the next thing up is that you want to take that same type of information and apply it to your profile. You want to think about your profile on LinkedIn like a landing page in that when people hit there, you want them to understand what's in it for them. Uh, so when you design a landing page on your website, you don't think about, oh, we are this, we are that. We call that wee-weeing all over yourself. If, if you go to your website right now and it says, we are the best barrel provider in Southeastern Pennsylvania, we are uh, great because we give some money to charity. We are this, we are that. You're just wee-weeing all over yourself. You want to have you phrasing. What does the person get from engaging with you? So this is really challenging, particularly on the LinkedIn profile. And I, and I know I'm going to get busted if you go to mine right now, because I'm sure it's just filled with a bunch of junk about me, because that's how that's what it is, right? It's, it's like one part resume, one part uh, sales page. But you want to make sure that you're focused at least 
you know, one thing I'm going to pull up my profile here while I look, this is kind of a unique episode all around, but I'm going to pull mine up. I'm going to take a look here, see how well I've, I've, uh, held to this over the years. So one of the things that I'm pretty consistently tweaking my, uh, profile, tweaking how I operate on here. Let's see. So I post, yeah, I've got a headline right here at the top. I post weekly on LinkedIn about HR entrepreneurship and small business growth. If you're interested in those topics, click the follow button. Um, so, you know, I, I want to make sure that that's what people understand. Those are the things I'm going to talk about HR, entrepreneurship, and small business growth. If you're not interested in one of those three things, probably not the right profile for you. Totally great either way. But so, the, the next thing up that I want to look at is say, all right, what are some keywords I want to target? Um, so for, for us, you know, we're using kind of the same methodology and keywords that you do when you do keyword research for your website. So some of the keywords that I'm trying to, to put into my post, HR services, HR technology, small business, human resources, hiring, payroll services, all the same type of stuff where if I were to do some SEO searches, use one of my tools to, to help me identify where my search traffic was at, those are the same things that people are looking for online. I want them, if they search for that on LinkedIn or even off LinkedIn, want them to find their way to my profile because I'm developing such expertise here. Let me ask you a question. Are you the go-to person in your market for payroll and HR? Are you the first face and name somebody thinks of when they think about who am I going to refer this person that needs help with their payroll and HR support? If not, you might want to look into our executive LinkedIn management service through Underdog Digital. Underdog Digital is a sponsor of this show, and they've seen results such as, I'm looking at one profile right here, where over the course of six months, they increased views by over 200%, more than 600,000 views on these posts in, in less than six months. Uh, another one, a plus 1,000% increase in eight new conversations in the first 30 days. This is a tremendous service to help you to become the go-to person for uh, payroll and HR outsourcing in your market. They create content for you, engage with other people in your space, send connection requests, and do outreach to generate conversations that do nothing more than create valuable relationships with your target audience. If you're interested in learning more about Underdog Digital's executive LinkedIn management service, go to underdogdigital.co. That's underdogdigital.co. All right, so let's go back to your guide if you're somebody who's not very active on there today. So it's starting that guide of what are some of the key topics I want to talk about, who are the people that I'm trying to talk to, and now what are some of the keywords that these people care about that I can speak to directly, uh, speak to them directly about. So knowing your audience is absolutely critical. You know, I, I used this old framework. I, I think I heard it from Tim Ferriss, maybe, uh, where when I was writing my book, I pictured the exact two small business owners I was writing the book to. And when you do the LinkedIn post, like I mentioned earlier, you got to kind of have the same thing. Like put your, grab two of your clients, put them in your mind, and then say, all right, I'm writing this post directly to them, and then write it to them the same way you would talk to them. 
And, you know, probably the only thing I would add into that is to, to make sure that you're keeping it as kind of like a story. Uh, I've noticed that people engage with things that are in story format much higher than just uh, a typical, you know, hey, here's, here's some information about XYZ. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that people are there to engage with information that's going to benefit them in some way. But they also are going to engage with things that spark their curiosity. And so you'll start to notice these trends on LinkedIn where people are you know, creating headlines or initial thoughts in their posts that are trying to be intriguing to you, the reader. And so one of the great things that I like about this is that over these next 30 days, if you take the 30-day kind of approach to it, you're going to start to clarify your thinking and you're going to start with the what's in it for me. And you're going to start with some of the things that are going to help you to speak a little bit more clearly to your audience. Okay. So talked about a profile converting. We've talked about the people you're talking to. You know, when you look at the profiles, just poke around, look at some people's profiles that you like. I mean, I found um, I found several different profiles that I liked. I, I started to adapt mine over time. Like I said, I tweak it probably once every month or two right now. I want to make sure that I'm talking to the right audience. I want to make sure that whatever's on there is working. So writing a headline. Well, this one's a little tough because, you know, I, I personally as a business owner, I want to come off as too salesy with my headline. I think that whenever I read specific headlines, I'm like, oh, salesman, right? Oh, salesman. And so you want to get out of that where like my headline right now, and I had somebody tell me that I should move my title to the front because they said people want to talk to the title of CEO more than they do other places. So if I'm going to do outreach on here, so I have started doing some outreach, which is kind of a, a whole other animal. So we'll, we'll talk about inbound first and then outbound here shortly. But I, mine says CEO at ERG Peril and HR, simplifying HR for small businesses, building great things in South Carolina. So if you want to go, and, and this is one that, that I think you should have in your repertoire for everything you do, but I'm going to give you a couple copywriting things here. So copywriting is one of the most important things you can do as a marketer, as a business owner, as a, somebody who's just trying to get their point across. But, but people want to know with good copy, you know, what's the transformation? What was the challenge that was the, the pre-existing state that is now changed by my engaging with or utilizing your solution? So in our world, that might be you know, transforming your HR from a liability to an asset in 30 days or less without spending a fortune. So you think about that. So I've got the transition or I've got the transformation. It was a liability before. It's an asset now. I did it in a certain time period, 30 days or less. So all of our implementations tend to take 30 days or less because most of our clientele are SMB. And then if you can add the word without in there, that's like a superpower. So without a huge investment, without the cost of change, without, you know, whatever that without is, like that's a nice little bolt in there when it comes to copywriting. So transformation, definitely something you want to show. Secondary beyond transformation. It, when you're writing posts, steal this framework from me. It's my favorite little framework. And I fear not enough people steal it, even though I try to cram it down people's throat all the time, uh, which is probably why nobody steals it. Nobody likes to have anything crammed down their throat and not uh, um, taken, which is kind of going back to this whole thing. Let me, before I go here, 
too often, the biggest mistake that I see on LinkedIn is people posting online, hey, do you need help with your payroll and HR? We're payroll and HR experts. We're happy to help you. Well, how attractive is that to somebody? That's like just walking into a bar and saying, I'm single. Who in here is looking for a good date for the evening? Like That's not how you roll. So you're trying to attract people to you. So when you're trying to attract people to you, you don't wave desperation flags in the air. And you certainly don't just start screaming like, oh, hey, I'm single and ready to mingle. You start providing value that attracts other people to you, right? Desperation is a stinky cologne. But what's even worse are people that just post information online. that's just like, hey, here's why our company's great. Here's why our company's great. Here's why our company's great. Now, you can do that from time to time. And I know, once again, y'all are sitting here. Some of you follow me on LinkedIn. And you're like, oh, but just the other day, Matt, you posted about ERG and you know these great things you guys do or whatever. Totally fine. But I've put in my fair share of deposits before I tried to make that withdrawal. And that's that's my mindset. And there's a couple of different ways. I think there's there's a Gary V book. I've never read it. I've read a couple of his books, but you know, jab, jab, hook. And you know, the mindset is putting in uh put it putting out a few good pieces of content that are attracting people before you try to hook them back to you, I guess is the gist of that book. I haven't read it. So I don't know. We'll we'll talk more about one of his strategies here in a moment because I do think it's really important. So Make sure you're providing value first. Don't be the guy that is just, or gal who's just saying, hey, here's how many payrolls we process. And here's how we calculate your FICA. Super lame. Provide some value. You've got so many different places to pull value from. So many of you guys use um, mineral, uh, was mammoth, was HR Antilink. Like go to their site, find, you know, what's the most popular Q&A, rewrite it in your own language, rewrite it in your own thought process. Like it's not hard to find the information that is valuable to our potential clients and our clients. You just have to put in a little bit of work. All right. So we've talked about coming up with a strategy to post every day, starting to optimize your profile, so that when people get there, because that's the whole point, right? You want people to get to your profile, but when you get there, you want to bring them back to your owned media. And so and this goes for in your posts as well. I've even I've even toyed with adding, you know, we've gotten subscribers just from adding comments after each of our posts. Hey, if you like this, you can subscribe right here. We created a landing page that's just a subscription page. That's it. Hey, you can subscribe here and get this straight to your inbox so you don't have to scroll your LinkedIn feed. And I'm, I'm really inconsistent with that. But when we were using it, it worked pretty well. Um, and that's the good thing about LinkedIn, right? Is it's like, you can still be kind of inconsistent, but consistently chucking away at it and make great progress. You know, I took over the last month or so, I've been really hit or miss compared to normal. And, you know, I'm looking at the, my post data here and, and there, there's actually some, I feel like I've had some bigger hits. I've had a couple of posts nearing 10,000 views here in the last month or two, just from, I don't even know. There's sometimes there's no telling what causes these posts to to go the way they go. Um, but I have noticed for me, speaking about entrepreneurship, seems to get me more views than some of my other things. And so uh, I've started to focus on my time and energy there because after all, I am trying to attract entrepreneurs into our ecosystem. So all right. So let's talk about the um, you know, hashtags is another thing that that I've got notes on here. So what hashtags should you follow and which ones should you include in your post? Um, well, you want to go for the hashtags that people actually care about. I also suggest creating your own hashtag and getting people to uh, follow that and engage with that. And then you can track your posts that way as well. 
Um, but yeah, you never want to have more than I saw a study recently. I think three was kind of the magic number in a post. I see people that just load posts up with 20 different hashtags for some reason. Um, and, and I can't seem to find any logic between posts with images versus posts with just text. But I will tell you that video posts get substantially less uh, views and engagement than text-based posts. Now, I will also say if you start adding links into your posts, then you're going to get less engagement. So you want to put the links in the comments section beneath it, and you want to um, go ahead and, and upload your native video. So even if you've uploaded your video to YouTube, just, just actually upload the file to LinkedIn. Like You'll get your you know, 5,000 views on LinkedIn and your 500 views on YouTube, and you'll kind of do- be able to double dip on the same video. But if you put if you put a link from a YouTube video on a LinkedIn post, LinkedIn doesn't like that. They don't want people leaving their platform to go look at your content. They're going to try to keep them on their platform. So they're going to the algorithm is going to be looking out for the links and stopping people from you know engaging with it. And and let me back up to that right there. So so the way this whole thing works, and and this is my best understanding, and nobody obviously truly understands the the almighty algorithm, but when you post, it kind of trickles it out to your audience. So not everybody sees your post all at once, right? So it's going to trickle it out. And if people start engaging with it, which means they click on the see more button, which is why writing intriguing headlines or first couple lines is so important. Or if they uh, actually like it or comment on it, then they're going to give it to more and more and more of your audience, which is then going to expose it to more and more and more of their audience. Uh, so, you know, and, and once again, I don't really know how you can judge the rhyme or reason to this. I had one this past week where I posted it in the middle of the day, didn't really think anything about it. It was just about an event we were going to. And within a couple hours, it had six, 7,000 views. Um, whereas, you know, other ones you'll post and they'll be in your mind. You think they're similar as far as quality and content, and they will not reach but 500 people. So, don't overthink it too much. Just post every day and continue to refine your writing style. And so going back to that element of writing, um, you know, and there's a little bit more to this. I, I might butcher this a little bit, but so that first line, and you can kind of pull this up and, and, and preview it when you go in, but there's a reason why people write the first line and then they space, and then they write the second line and then they space. And that's because you can see, I think it's five lines of text before you have to hit the see more button. So you don't want one big wall of text. You want an easy to read sentence, then another easy to read sentence that are intriguing and make me want to click see more so that I further engage with the post. So just something to consider. Just start to look at your feed and the posts that are getting more engagement. You'll almost always notice that they're well-spaced. They're not big walls of text. They're kind of using the... uh, uh, brometry or bro, what is it? Po- poetry, broetry. Uh, there, there are some jokes about it. You know, the people that post like three words and then space and then three words and a space. And, you know, they can get a little arduous, but all right. So you want simple sentences loaded with important information. You want to make sure that you're editing and revising. Obviously you don't want a ton of grammatical errors in there. Make it personal. Like you're talking to somebody and then Make it engaging, like ask a question at the end, find a way to persuade action from your post. 
And, you know, most importantly, use that so what test. So when you read what you wrote, ask yourself, so what? Why would anyone care? Why would someone click on this? Does this provide value to the person I'm, uh, the people reading it? And why would I stop what I'm doing and read this? All right. And so I'm going back now. I never finished the, and this is like, I'm curious, y'all, please drop me a note. Uh, emails matt at guru.co, G-U-H-R-O-O.co. How do you like this single format? I'm just all over the map. I'm ready to hit end and just start this thing over because I can already hear how far wide I've been going. So if you like this without the guest, let me know. If you hate it, let me know. I, I certainly miss the guest because it gives me a pause to to think and and take my notes and and kind of regroup. So this is a little bit interesting to to go solo. But so I use what's called the problem agitate solve methodology whenever I'm having trouble writing. So problem agitate solve is pretty simple. Define the problem, agitate the problem, and solve the problem. So here's an example of a problem agitate solve. So there are thousands of HR regulations that can change based on your location, number of employees, industry, and more. Combine that with the fact that these regulations are constantly changing more than ever in the last two years, and it is a full-time job for a small business to manage HR. As a matter of fact, so now I'm agitating, right? So like I, I define the problem, the thousands of HR regulations that change no matter where, you know, they change based on where you are, they change based on your number of employees, what industry you're in. It's crazy. Now take that a step further and those rules are changing every year. So now I'm agitating it. And now I'm agitating it even more. Sherm recommends one full-time HR person for every 50 employees. So what do you do when you have 10, 15, 25, or 30 employees you still have all the compliance and administrative burdens of larger companies. So do you hire a part-time person? What happens when they leave, right? Do you have to start over again? Also, how on earth is a part-time person going to keep up with all those regulations and do all the administrative work you want to, them to, to execute on-site? So you've got options. You can outsource to a third party. They're going to, you know, and, and this goes on and on, right? So, and, and then I want to get to my solution which means that, hey, my company's got the right, uh, you know, we, we combine dedicated HR experts with easy to use HR software to give you a turnkey HR department in 30 days or less. Um, and, and so I want to follow that framework every time I'm hit having writer's block or every time I'm not sure what I want to talk about. I sit the problem, agitate, solve methodology and I can turn anything. And now just think about this too. This is also an awesome hack for answering interview questions. So if you're ever on a podcast and somebody asks you a question or you're ever at an event and you get interviewed, it's a really neat little hack is to just go, oh yeah, the problem is X, Y, Z. And why that's such a problem, agitate. And how we solve that problem is ABC. And so it's just a really simple way to think about it. All right. So we talked about posting. You want to post once every business day at a minimum while you're get, trying to grow your audience, while you're trying to grow your tribe. You're going to post at least 20 times a month. Um, there's a lot of data points to that, that LinkedIn likes that. But now here's the other side of that. If you're really trying to grow your connections, grow your audience, grow your people, uh, the key that I have found, and I actually just, I'm, I'm bad about executing on this, but it's engaging with other people's content. 
So I'll talk through a more specific framework, but I'll, I'll talk about something that, that Gary V wrote a while ago. And I think he wrote it about Instagram or one of the other platforms, but he called this his dollar eighty um, Instagram or something strategy. And basically he said, add your two cents to 90 posts every day. And this is for people that were really trying to become like influencers or something like that. But for us, if you took 10 or 15 minutes a day and added your two cents to two to three to four posts of people that are your prospects, popular creators, your friends, people in the industry, clients, uh, some newbies, like you will all of a sudden, I get more uh, engagement followers in, in different things when I engage with, and it just happened this morning. So if you don't know Gary Vaynerchuk, check him out. I mean, he's, he's, he's a lot, but, uh, definitely knows his stuff when it comes to building an audience, but he's one of the people I have where I just got this short list of folks where I know if he puts out a post that I've got something to say and I can be timely. So here's the thing when you're engaging with somebody that has millions of followers and you want to comment on their post, you, if you do it quickly, you know that they're about to get, you know, a hundred thousand views on that post. So if you comment and add something of real value, the most critical part, don't comment just to comment, add something of real value, then you're going to be able to get a ton of views on your profile. You're going to get new connections. You're going to get, you know, engagement just by putting yourself into that arena of the popular creators and, and influencers on LinkedIn. So, and then you can execute that same strategy across your prospects, friends, folks in the industry, but that's key, man. I see too many people just jump on and be like, great point. Great post. Thanks, Todd. Provide some freaking value, people. Take the extra three minutes to write something that somebody actually gives a crap about instead of just wasting all of our time writing, nice job, Tim. All right. So what have we covered here today? I don't know. We've covered a lot. We've talked about LinkedIn. We've talked about getting more active there. We've talked a few things about how to put together a little strategy. Who are the people you're trying to talk to? How often are you going to talk to them? How do you create value? How do you write? So what are you going to do with this? Are you going to just continue to scroll? Are you going to get more active? Are you going to start to write up your own strategy? Let me know. Drop me a note on LinkedIn. Let me know what you think about this episode, the single format, the solo format. Let me know if any of this has changed your behaviors or habits on LinkedIn. I'd really be excited and I'd love to talk further about this if anybody cares to in the future. Thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with someone else you know who might enjoy it and learn from this. And also, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast player. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And also, don't hesitate to reach out with other topics you'd like to hear more about. Thanks so much.